Stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, visit www.3cr.org.au. Because we got the alternative energy right. nuclear free autonomy. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Hi, my name's Mara. This episode of the Radioactive Show was recorded in Taiwan and produced on Boonarung land for 3CR Melbourne. On this week's show, we hear from Indian social activist Dr Vashali Patil. Vashali works with India's poorest and most marginalised people, standing up for land rights and a people-centric development model. This work has led to her involvement in the National Alliance of Anti-Nuclear Movement India. There are 21 working and planned nuclear reactors in India, contributing just 1.9% of its total power generation. India has not signed the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. They are building up their weapons arsenal, have refused to sign the Comprehensive Test Ban Treaty, are building up missile delivery capabilities, and there is no pretense of separation between nuclear power and weapons programs. India chooses which part of their nuclear program that safeguards apply to. On top of that, to be anti-nuclear is to be anti-national, as Dr. Vaishali Patil explains. My name is Dr. Vaishali Patil. I am a social activist working from last 27 years in Konkan region of Maharashtra state of India. You know, Konkan is a beautiful area, which was known as a California of India. But now, California itself is a problem. Uh, there is a narrow strip of uh, the land, which in one side there is an Arabian Sea, a coastal belt, and other side is the Sanyadri Mountains, that is Western Ghat. Uh, in Maharashtra, Western Ghat is in between Bombay and Goa, that side, mostly major part of it. I stay in Raigad district, where 12% population is of the indigenous community called Katkaris, diminishing community. Anthropologists have declared them as a diminishing tribe. And they have been actually the aborigines of this Western Ghats. And I can't really imagine that after a few generations, this tribe may not be there. So, working with this tribe, it's a challenge. Tell me what the threats are to the tribe. Uh, basically, um, there is no forest now. So they have become from king of the jungles to the agri- landless agricultural laborers. Oh. Malnutritional death is very high. Uh, secondly, um, literacy percentage is very, very down. No wages are available, so migration is one part of their lifestyle. And because of the migration, there is no stability. And uh, no proper health facilities in the remotest area. So, uh, lifespan of the Kathgari tribe is very short. But they are only a part of mostly Raigad district. But there is Ratnagiri and Sindhudurik district. And in this whole belt, if you see after globalization, after 1992, we can see the impact of globalization at the grassroots so well. In this whole 
बैकग्राउंड ऑफ ग्लोबलाइजेशन प्राइवेटाइजेशन लिबरलाइजेशन सो मेनी प्रोजेक्ट्स इन इंडिया सो मेनी प्रोजेक्ट्स इन महाराष्ट्र एंड स्पेशली इन दिस कोंकण रीजन वेन आई वेर आई लीव आर कमिंग ऑन द नेम ऑफ द डेवलपमेंट एंड सो कॉल्ड डेवलपमेंटल प्रोजेक्ट्स हैड बीन स्पेशल इकोनॉमिक जोन प्रोजेक्ट विच वॉज प्रपोज्ड बाय वन ऑफ द वेरी बिग बिजनेस हाउसेस ऑफ इंडिया दैट वॉज मुकेश अंबानी दैट वॉज महामुंबई सेज विच वॉज सपोज टू टेक अवे थर्टी फाइव थाउजेंड एकर ऑफ इरीगेटेड एग्रीकल्चरल लैंड अगेंस्ट विच द फार्मर्स फॉट एंड मेड गवर्नमेंट बिकॉज दिस वॉज द फर्स्ट टाइम इन द हिस्ट्री ऑफ इंडिया स्टेट वॉज कंपलसरी स्नैचिंग द लैंड बाय द लॉ फ्रॉम द फार्मर्स for the private company and uh, this was one developmental model special economic zone model which was propagated by the government and the farmers opposed it and finally uh, around 50000 farmers made a government to take a referendum on this topic and first time in india for such projects a referendum was taken by the government and in which in 2010 Ninety-nine percent of the farmers said no to special economic zone and demanded special agricultural zone, and that happened in two thousand nine to two thousand ten. During this time, uh, not only largest in Konkan region, not only largest proposed in Maharashtra state, not only proposed largest in India, but perhaps the largest proposed. nuclear power facility in jaitapur came up uh the compulsory land acquisition is an act in india during the british government uh british has found it very difficult uh to establish their empire here so it was a during british government time the compulsory land acquisition act was enacted the principle of this act had been that state is a eminent domain of your land and then state can decide what is a public purpose and if the state decides this is a public interest public purpose can take away your land by giving you a compensation um in jaitapur in 2005 the land was taken away the comp- uh, the acquisition process of the land started by the state and local project affected community went to the high court filed a petition against it and there was a interim stay till 2078 and afterwards the government was allowed to go ahead with the land acquisition process and there was a huge opposition protest uh so many local self government around jaitapur area passed the resolution against this project and submitted to the government that they don't want this nuclear power facility but it did not matter for government government decided state decided to go ahead there was no transparency in any kind of a decision making with regard to the nuclear power facility uh there was public hearing which took place for the environment clearance which was just a formality just a formality taking mm, the boxes i know uh, the objections which were filed by the farmers 
they didn't even know what happened with that objection and since it is a state who has decided to build up this power uh, nuclear power facility environment clearance was granted even we have some tribunals where we can demand cancellation of environment clearance and we went there and it was rejected and which was expected yeah uh people the farmers of nati village and madaban village uh, had a number of criminal cases on them because they were protesting against the nuclear power facility and during the same time that was in 2011 12 when the fukushima accident took place this protest aggravated because people could see on tv they were able to see what is the disaster of the nuclear mm. power plant and the whole uh, discussion in india in the nuclear power area proposed nuclear projects was see the country like japan india looks at the japan as a very high tech country mm. modern high techs they have a lot of scientific research and the common farmers and project affected community like fisher folk started discussing with each other that if a country like japan cannot manage the disaster nuclear disaster where the india can manage exactly and in india uh, we have ample of sunshine we have lot of sun we have lot of wind energy and now over a period of time renewable energy seems to be much cheaper affordable available and accessible too so why do you think the government seems so intent on forcing a nuclear facility on people that clearly are opposed to it when renewable is a better cheaper safer cleaner option uh in in my state the electricity losses are 30% distribution losses yeah even if we work on that half of the problem of energy would be solved exactly yes uh the old electricity generation projects on the dams which are already been constructed long back mm. are not been sufficiently used efficiently used even if that is generated and ag- like you no know, seen that utilization is the best made use of it mm. we don't require energy projects third thing is production of the nuclear energy is much much three higher than any other renewable projects production energy and in spite of a million dollars uh, investment in the nuclear sector uh, from last 5 years the production of the nuclear energy is only 1.9 to whole energy production in india that's tiny so that that itself proves yeah. that nuclear is not affordable no it's expensive mm. is hazardous uh it's not green it's definitely not clean uh and we know that uh nuclear energy projects are connected more connected with nuclear waste and nuclear waste are connected with the weapons uh knowing this fact and other side the european nuclear industries have lost the market in europe and we know this whole industry is looking at southeast asia as a market and uh, uh 
it is so contrary in india that we are spending such a huge amounts for the nuclear power projects one side and other side we have such a, a poverty where the daily income of a common citizen of india is 1 dollar oh my goodness and he can't even he can't even live with that so the budget of the country where it should go and why it should go the common citizen has to have a say in that and unfortunately in the decision making of the nuclear power projects there is no transparency because we have a act of secrecy which governs the nuclear power facilities uh in indian parliament uh the various international deals are not even discussed so there is no transparency in that so we come to know about this deals only through the newspapers and only when it has been inked more so the common citizens have got no say in this whole so called decision making process you're listening to the radioactive show broadcast nationally on the community radio network We're hearing from Indian social activist Dr. Vaishali Patil about resistance to compulsory land acquisition for developments such as nuclear power reactors and the fight for a people-centric development model in India. So how are people organizing to resist this? See in my area in Konkan region uh there had been a special economic zones plan and people rejected that as a development model. Mm. there are around 18 energy projects had been in the pipeline wow and there had been majority of them are coal power projects yeah. where even adani had one project he had proposed to have one project in one area and um, uh, one is nuclear power project and there are in sindhudurg district there are some around 72 mining leases in the pipeline and this is the whole region is known as a western ghats region major part of it is coming in um ecologically sensitive area of the western ghats which is the eighth biodiversity hotspot of the world wow and in this whole region so called development projects which are not really going to develop any locality <laughs> it's not going to really benefit local communities besides a very very few job opportunities but the job opportunities which are there uh, four to five times more than that the people would lose the livelihood because the livelihood of the people depends on the upland the livelihood of the people depends on the arabian sea mm. the livelihood of the people depends on the agriculture which is there and that's going to be destroyed through this so we have a, a, a like in each area the local communities are standing up against coal standing up against mine standing up against nuclear and standing up and voicing out their concerns against the special economic zones and this has been a real 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 uh, uh, social movement against the project and if you see superficially it is a movement against proposed projects but if you converse with the people talk with them uh, there has been a, so many postcard signing campaigns there has been so many jail bureau like flooding the jails so many times in jaitapur 
local community and local organization had a jail bureau, which is a non-violence movement uh, arresting themselves by saying that we don't want this project and the government comes and the police comes and they arrest them and they go in the jail and then re- they release them. This is, has been happening from so many times there. Wow, just for standing up? Yep, just standing up. Passing the local self-government's resolution. Mm-hmm. At times in 2011-12 when the Fukushima accident took place, 80 schools and university students refused to go to the school in Jaitapur area, saying that the small children said to mother, I don't want to go to the school because in the school the teacher is teaching us the nuclear is green and clean and look what has happened in Fukushima. Oh my so goodness. it's a lie which has been taught in the school and I don't want to go to the school. Good on those kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know, because of the children's strike in 2012, yeah. uh, the government had to take back the circular in which it was said that the, the teachers should do um, uh, awareness with the parents about the green and clean nuclear power stations oh in goodness. that area. Propaganda to the children. I know. Outrageous. And this is what they did in 2011 12. Yeah. And later on, uh, if you really see this whole movement and connected with this whole movement, is pe- what people are really asking is not only against when this particular project that they don't want this project, but what people are really looking for, people-centric development model. Yeah. And which is missing. down and government agenda and the yes. people's voices, uh, not just not heard, I know. but actively silenced. I know, I know. And what happened when um, a group of people from Fukushima um, tried to come to visit? Oh, uh, India. In India, if you're an anti-nuclear activist, you are looked at as an anti-nationalist. And even in the area of Kudamkulam and Jaitapur, uh, many, many project-affected community protesters and activists are facing a different criminal charges. Just because they're standing up and saying they don't want yeah. these facilities, the leaders have been, uh, their passports have been taken away, criminal cases have been launched against them, and there is no democratic space right now to express against any so-called development project because it's development and if you obstruct then you're obstructing the development of the nation and because of that you're anti-nationalist this is what the whole thing is all about Uh, so in India right now in the activist field and in the uh, activism people are silent they're just silent They've been shamed into silence and, and legislated into silence. I know. They're wow. silent. They're silent. Not speaking out anything. Really not speaking out anything. So the whole demand in uh, not only in Kunken, not only against the nuclear, but the whole demand is to conserve, save the Western Ghat. Yes. In India, there are two Ghats, which is Eastern Ghat and Western Ghat. Mm-hmm. And both these Ghats are lifeline of India. And in this Western Ghat, there are so many projects coming up, energy projects and mines coming up in that area, and people are standing against it. So the whole demand is to have an authority for this Western Ghat. Yeah. We are demanding to our government to set up the authority who really takes over the conservation, preservation, and planning of this Western Ghat yeah. so that it is decided that yeah. what should come and what should not come up in that area. And this whole Save Western Ghat movement is a climate change movement. The whole Save Western Ghat movement is uh, against disastrous project. And the whole Save Western Ghat project is to 
save the um, ecological fragility of us. Yeah. And the whole Save Western Ghat movement is an environmental movement. And when we say environmental movement, is, I'm not just speaking about the tigers. I'm not speaking only about the uh, plants and the animals. I'm not speaking only about the biodiversity. But I'm only speaking about the whole ecosystem on which the livelihood of the thousands, hundreds of the thousands of the population depends on. Mm. And this is what this whole Saving the Western Ghat movement is all about. So we are looking at this whole anti-nuclear movement, anti-energy project movements, anti-mining movements as a movement for demanding the alternate development model. And how would you like that to be, alternative development? Ah, alternate development model whereby we see uh, access of the community on the natural resources. Mm-hmm. On and the land. The government and industry control. Yeah, yeah. On the land, water, yeah. forest, and which is not there. Policies have been influenced by the multinational companies. Yeah. And, you know, this is whole uh, the global politics which is there. Yeah. And precisely for that, uh, when I came to Australia for the Stop Adani campaign, I really felt one with the local communities there because I felt their agenda and our agenda is the same. It's exactly the same. And I I just want, wanted and I gave, and again I want to give through this medium, the message to the Australian citizens that uh, Adani, Ambani, these are corporate houses. Uh, they are not what Indian common citizens would like to see. Yeah. The aspirations of Indian citizens are much far different than these corporate houses. And the aspirations of Indian citizen is, uh, we want to live in peace. We want to spread peace in the world. And we want to have the access on our livelihood. Yeah. And unless the indigenous community of Australia have access on their livelihood and their mind and their land, we will not have it here. Yeah. It's so connected. Yeah, it's, it's parallel stories. Yeah, it's if happening. Adani has mines there, we will be impacted here yeah. in India. Yeah, mines are more important than, uh, than people. Displace the people, dig a hole, few people make some money. It's outrageous. Where can people find more information about what's going on in the Western Guard? Uh, Are there websites or... There is actually no website, no formal website as thing, but I have my, yeah, I have my Facebook page. Facebook. What uh, is your Facebook page? It's Vaishali Patil, paint social activist. Can you spell that? Uh, V-A-I-S-H-A-L-I-P-A-T-I-L. Vaishali Patil. On Facebook. Yes. What support would you like to see from Australia and other parts of the world? See, uh, when... Is there anything anyone can do? Uh, yeah, I think that uh, this whole struggle against the globalisation and privatisation, yeah. liberalisation, is doesn't define the countries, geographical boundaries of our countries. That we as a community has to come together, a global community has to come together. Yeah. And I believe that uh, once we come together, like the way you and me have come together here yeah. in this whole uh, No Nukes Asia Forum, uh, when we come together, 
we share with each other we understand each other's suffering and we understand more than that each other's aspirations of life and we share our dreams uh the feeling what i get is experience i get is we are unstoppable another world is possible that's so beautiful Thank you so much for that. And it's true. When government and industry use divide and conquer tactics all together, what we can best do is come together and be united and fight together for that. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much for Thank your time. You. And we'll try to talk to you again and keep updated on this terrible, terrible time you've been going through for so long. So thank you so much. Good. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks so much to Dr. Vaishali Patil for sharing her insight, compassion, experience and strength about the fight for a people-centric development model in India. Such a thing would mean that anti-nuclear activists would no longer be seen as anti-national and that compulsory acquisition of land for developments for projects such as nuclear power reactors would no longer be a problem. Thanks for listening to the Radioactive show. You can download the podcast of this program at 3cr.org.au/radioactive. We'll post links relevant to this episode on our Facebook page and website. For more information, go to nuclear.fo.org.au/uranium-customers. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email us on radioactiveshow.3cr@gmail.com. The Radioactive Show was produced for 3CR on the lands of the Bunurong people with the support of Friends of the Earth Melbourne's Ace Nuclear Free Collective and is broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Thanks for listening and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues. We'll end today's show with Mad World by Gary Jules. Sit and listen
right through me And I find it kind of funny I find it kind of sad The dreams in which I'm dying Are the best I've ever had I find it hard to tell you I find it hard to take The people run in circles It's a very, very 